0: Welcome to Your Lot and Parcel Podcast with your host, Benjamin Diaz, designed strictly for you, the consumer. You will find that this platform has your best interests at heart. Thank you for joining me today. This is Benjamin here. My special guest today explains how the deferred cell trust can work for you to help you sell and break out of capital gains tax jail, one deferred cell trust at a time. He encourages us to use the capital gains tax solutions to unlock a transformational exit and wealth plan for yourself or your clients who struggle with capital gains tax when selling any kind of highly appreciated asset discusses a standard fee schedule to setting up the legal structure for your transaction and much, much more. My guest is a deferred sale trust expert, a real estate investment expert, multifamily broker, and the founder of Capital Gains Tax Solutions. You will enjoy his expertise and his enthusiasm. Here he is, Brent Swartz. We're talking about capital gains uh, tax today, and of course, uh, capital gains is derived from the sale of uh, stock investments real estate. And of course, to mitigate the, the tax consequence, you got to have some planning. And this is why we have our guest here today, Brett Schwartz, and he's going to be talking to us. And I, I thank you for being on our show, by the way, Brett. And so tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization, if you will.
1: Yes. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, So my name is Brett Swartz. I'm the founder of Capital Gains Tax Solutions uh, here in Northern California, but we're we're a national firm that helps individuals escape feeling trapped by capital gains tax. Um, We specialize in a niche product called a Deferred Sales Trust. Um, My background is one of real estate. It's one of brokerage. It's one of investing. um, And it's one of not knowing a lot about tax at a part of my life when things were tough, you know, it was 2006, things were going well, 2008, okay. everything crashed with the, with the, with the, uh, the great economic crash oh, there. Yeah. Oh, and yes. I went from making a little bit of money to next to zero overnight mm. in brokerage. And my clients went from owning a lot of real estate, some of them losing half of that real estate, some losing everything because mm. they had overpaid via the 1031 exchange, So um, I did what every good entrepreneur or real estate wannabe wants to do. You figure out a way to keep keep the lights on. So I got a side job at a place called Cheesecake Factory. And Uh by day, I'd make cold calls and negotiate with banks on behalf of my clients. And by night, I'd sell cheesecake to keep the lights on. And so fast forward two (laughs) years of doing that. I also learned about the Deferred Sales Trust along the way. And I started to apply it to, um, my clients and, uh, and, and, and my business and my business started to grow. And before you know it, uh, you know, 10,000 hours, you know, overnight, overnight success, <laughs> and oh, blood, yeah, sweat, right. and tears. Uh, <laughs> I all of a sudden was a guide or an expert in this deferred sales trust. And so now I just coach and teach people how to do this and help individuals, um, also help, help them ex- escape feeling trapped by capital gain tax.
0: There you go. Well, I congratulate you. I know it, uh, it was tough. I know that 2008 very well, just, just like you. So it, it was tough. So uh, Brad, tell us, uh, how does the, uh, the the DST, the Deferred Sale Trust, uh, how does it work, the strategy to, to mitigate tax consequence?
1: Yeah, it works because it's we follow the tax law uh, code IRC 453. Okay. Um, your listeners might be familiar with IRC 1031, which is yes. a way where you can, trade like-kind investment real estate for other like-kind investment real estate. In this scenario, IRC 453, you're able to carry paper. It's kind of known as a seller carryback yes. um, where you become the lender. And when you do that, you take um, you don't take what's called constructive or actual receipt, um, and therefore you can defer the tax. It's kind of like a 401k. It's kind of like an IRA, right? Where if you yes. have income or you want to defer some tax, you can park it in these tax free uh, vehicles to enable you to defer the tax for a period of time. So, at close of escrow, we have the funds sent to the trust, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's really as simple as that. Instead of having the funds sent to your primary account, then the tax is spread out over a period of time as you receive payments back from the trust.
0: Mm. Wow. Well, <clears throat> I think it does differ a little bit from the 1031. Uh, not to mention charitable trusts. Uh, how does it measure up to that, David, if you do me asking that?
1: Great question. I like to use the analogy of Blockbuster versus uh, Netflix. So I don't know if you remember Ben going to Blockbuster. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Nobody has the movie I want. Hey, if it's on video, Blockbuster probably has it. I mean, we have over 10,000 videos. Wow. I'll watch these fast and have them back tomorrow, I promise. Relax, at Blockbuster, you can keep your videos for three evenings, so take home plenty. And, and use our 24-hour quick drop.
1: Do you have any children's videos? Sure!
0: Blockbuster's America's family video store. You know, we have more kids' videos than any place else. Hey, more movies, more nights, more fun.
1: Blockbuster video! Wow. What a
0: difference!
1: Yeah, you know, you show up on a Friday night, you're excited about that yeah. movie. It's at the end of the aisle and it looks like you're gonna be able to get it. It's behind that cardboard box. Mm-hmm. But as you approach it, you know, that person also wanted that same movie. And he's a couple steps ahead of you. And he grabs the movie, he smiles, and you go like, Oh, you're frustrated because you wanted to get that movie. Um, but even if you got that movie, guess what? You have a return in three days. And if you don't, you have fees, right? And if you didn't rewind it, you have fees. And it becomes Kind of very restrictive and kind of frustrating and a little bit odd that you know you wish you could have something like a Netflix, which came out and there's no more restrictions on timing.
0: Mm, and exactly. You
1: can you can you know rent a movie whenever you want. So that is like the 1031 exchange versus the blockbuster. The 1031 is the blockbuster way of doing things, and unfortunately, it has to be like-kind investment real estate. It does not mm-hmm. work for primary homes. Doesn't work for Bitcoin. Doesn't work for stock doesn't work for businesses. It only works for investment real estate. So that's blockbuster, but there's a thing called Netflix. It's known as the Deferred Sales Trust is my analogy here. It works for cryptocurrency. It works for primary homes. It works for investment real estate. It works for um, businesses. Okay. And uh, in fact, we just did a deal at a Palo Alto, Silicon Valley for a gentleman selling an $8.3 million primary home. Mm -hmm. And he was able to defer the tax. You see, it didn't qualify for the 1031. Um, and it's 121 exclusion, which was, if you lived there two of the last five years, 250 um, tax-free if you're single, 500 if you're married. But he had exhausted all of those amounts. So he used the Deferred Sales Trust to sell and defer um, around $800,000 in tax. And so we, we show people how to do that. So that's the first thing. It's just, it doesn't have to be like kind also too. You can invest the funds into stocks, bonds, mutual funds. You can put it into a diversified portfolio of liquid investments, including passive or active real estate. You can do it into ground-up development. We did a property sale um, or a business sale in Alabama, and he's building 72 units in Tennessee. Ground-up development for a 2.6 million dollar business sale, deferring 600 thousand mm-hmm. tax. So you can diversify, mm-hmm. but the best one is what I call timing, right? An optimal timing. So our parents taught us to sell high and buy low. Then they didn't teach us to sell high and buy higher 180 days later. <laughs> with more debt on a property that you probably knew you shouldn't be buying because the values were so high. And that's back to where the story started. You see, remember when I was going through my financial hardships, we identified the 1031 as probably the number one reason people got hurt because they had too much debt, not enough liquidity, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they weren't diversified. Yeah. And and then they go, what am I doing? And we said, exactly, don't do that ever again let's eliminate the 1031 exchange forever let's diversify let's pay off your debt let's give you some liquidity if you want it and let's slowly live off the investments uh uh the installment sale and slowly live off the investments that it makes so i'll pause there because i know i said a lot
0: right. yeah. well that's good and to diversify like that uh, that includes uh, annuities securities i guess any prudent investment like that uh, yes that's great. So let, let's say uh, to determine whether it's a good fit for me, uh, uh, Brett, uh, w- w- where do I start? What's the first step?
1: First step is just making sure you have a big enough liability, right? Because okay. we, we, we want to make sure there's enough pain there yeah, <laughs> in order yeah. for you to yeah. actually go through this exactly. process of planning. And if there's not enough pain or not enough, <laughs> not enough you know, I guess um, bite to the bark, then it's not worth doing. So what is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, our minimum is one million dollars we found. Mm. at least of net proceeds on the sale of any asset and at least $1 million of gain. Mm. Okay. So we found that on, in general, 30 to 50% is going to be wiped out by capital gains tax and depreciation recapture, depending on the state in which you live on and the property you own. So at a million bucks, the minimum, we're looking at about $300,000 of liability. That's the check you'd actually write. The high end, maybe (laughs) 500,000, right? Uh. So, um, We like to have that. And if you have along those, now if you have, that's per transaction, by the way. So we don't want to do 10 transactions to equal that. Now, if you have two properties and two assets at 500,000 each that combine those things, then that's fine, right? Mm -hmm. So if you hit those, that's great. The second thing we want to ask is your time horizon. So what would you have done with the wealth bin had you just sold and paid the tax? Now, more than that, what would you do with your time and your energy? What's that next chapter of your life look like? Do you want to be an investor? Do you want to be passive or active? Do you want to start a new business? Yeah. Do you have um, Do you have um, uh, Are you fill, fill, philanthropic? Are you um, um, Are you um, charitable? It's a better way to put it, right? right. Kind of butcher that word there. Yeah. Are you looking to give and set a legacy? Do you have some estate tax challenges? Hmm. So we first want to have a conversation with you and figure out what <laughs> What it is that you're trying to do and accomplish for you and your family.
0: There you
1: go. Yeah. And then, and then decide if the deferred sales trust could be a good fit. Right? Mm-hmm. Our company is called Capital Gains Tax Solutions, plural, because there's other solutions. A 1031 might be the best fit, by the way. You might yeah. find a great value add property. I don't want to paint the picture that you can't find a deal. I've done 1031 exchanges for lots of clients, and then you can definitely find deals. And if you can, we'll give you a high five because it is cheaper to do a 1031 right? It's a simple, you know, maybe a thousand bucks to do the 1031 and you're off on your own owning property. But for a lot of our clients, they're tired of the toilets, trash, and liability. You see, we have a client, his name is Peter. He sold 18 units in California. Mm -hmm. And I met with Peter and Peter's about 70. And he's driving two or three hours from San Francisco to, to Sacramento a couple of days a week. And he's fighting traffic and he's going, Brett, I have 18 units. I go, why don't you just do a 1031, Peter? He goes, I've been doing 1031 all my life, Brett. Mm. And I go, well, hasn't it worked out? He goes, well, financially it has, but my time and energy has been taken up. I have 18 problems. At one point, you know, he's fixing a unit and he's cleaning something <laughs> up inside and there's gunshots outside. He comes back outside his car, has a gunshot the hole in it. Yeah. he's going, what am I doing here? He's my like, goodness, yeah. Is it worth yeah. the stress? And yeah. I said, well, Peter, can't you just go to a better location? He goes, yeah, I could trade my 18 problems for, but I don't want 36 problems right? I don't want new <laughs> problems that I don't know yeah. about because yeah. I'd like to just pay off my, pay off my debt. And I like to defer my tax and I'd like to just enjoy my time and my energy and lower my stress. And I said, well, Peter, I think the deferred sales trust is perfect for you. Mm-hmm. And so he used it for that reason. You have another client in, in um, Colorado and they just did it for, for um, a sale of a $5 million apartment complex. Mm-hmm. For them, they had what's called an estate tax issue. They have about $25 million net worth and um, uh, some of that was subject to the 40% um, estate tax. And so uh, they were able to use the deferred sales trust, not only to, to defer the tax and retire from a lot of the headaches, but also um, to be able to move that outside the taxable estate. And so for them, it was, it was 40% savings versus the 1031, which, you know, just keeps it inside of your taxable estate. Mm. So it all depends, Ben. We like to have a yeah. conversation with the folks. Sure. And then just determine if it might be a good fit.
0: If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and put a plan of action together. I, I can see that. I can see that. So, we're spending time with an expert in his field, and how you and I can defer capital gains tax by means of structuring a deferred sale trust arrangement. Let's get back with Brett Schwartz. Um, You talked about the 1031 and the cost of that. Uh, Would you be so kind and let us know what the standard fee schedule is for DST?
1: Yep. So for the deferred sales trust, by the way, not to be confused with the Delaware Statutory Trust, which is just another form of a 1031 exchange. um, And those oftentimes get confused. Mm -hmm. Um, But a deferred sales trust, uh, the standard fee is approximately 1.5% of the gross sales price. Mm -hmm. It's a one-time fee at close of escrow. So let's just use a million dollar deal. All right. Selling it for one million. You're going to pay 15,000 one time to okay. the tax attorney. That's my one of my business partners. All right. Okay. They do the legal work. I'm just the trustee. That's our role. Um, I'm like the nurse, I check you in for surgery, but they do actually, they're the <laughs> ones who do the surgery. Yeah. Um, now that's gonna cl- cover audit defense, which is very important, lifetime audit defense. Okay. For and if you ever get audited and, and on the deferred sales trust, state or federal. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you you can use um, the law firm, um, the DST attorneys, to to defend you at no charge, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, we call it the sleep well at night, you know, kind of insurance there, if you will. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's the first fee. Second fee um, um, is to uh, me as the trustee, our, our company, and we <coughs> charge about 1.5% as well. Now, mm-hmm. that also includes the, it's a recurring basis, by the way, but that also includes the financial advisor who manages these funds, okay? Okay. Um, um, and so let's just say on a million, that's about 15,000 a year mm-hmm. now that's on the net proceeds. So if you had, you know, if you had, uh, uh, you know, $200,000 of, 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 debt and you had 800,000 in the trust or the value of the trust goes down to 800, that would be on that amount. Mm-hmm. So about 1.5%, um, there's some miscellaneous fees. There's like a tax return and there's, um, a bank fee, um, that does deposit account control agreement. And that's that's a, that's a, a collectively about three thousand per year. Um, now, uh, our goal is to earn about eight mm-hmm. percent net of recurring fees over any ten years, and that's on, uh, you know fortunately that we've been able to do that on every single deal, um, and that's mm-hmm. in the history of the deferred sales trust. So it's not a guarantee, but the goal is to try to earn somewhere on nine and a half to ten percent over a ten-year period of time to net you eight percent. Now that's a compounding interest rate and that's the goal. Um, and if you think about it, the, uh, the rule of 72 bin: if I can earn 7% compounding over 10 years, that million turns into two, right? If you, if you didn't take any distributions and some of our clients will take some distributions, but a lot of them look at that rule of 72, which kind of answers your first question too, like who is this for? Well, if you don't need or want any income for a period of time, you have time on your side, Right. We, that we can make this, make this trust grow in your favor because it's deferred, right? And it's, it's an interest-free loan from the government, where instead of paying the taxes gone forever, the government says, "Look, hey, when would you like to pay back a loan? If I give you a loan bin at zero percent, and you can say go invest and live off the interest, when would you want to pay that back?" Sure,
0: exactly.
1: No, never. answer's never, right? And so that's what the government says, is as long as you're deferring it and living off the interest, now you'll pay tax on that interest payment, right? And if you dip into principal, you'll pay tax. But in this scenario, Mm -hmm. we can keep this money, just keep it working for you and your family. Your kids can step into your shoes. They can keep this thing going for as long as they want. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody wins, if that makes sense.
0: There you go, yeah. Any uh, on that interest, any IRS uh, guidelines on that?
1: No, it's just uh, as long as it's five million per person per year. Okay. So if you're married, you can do ten million dollars worth of a uh, gain, right, uh, per year, and that's on the DST regular. Now we have a thing called a DST Plus, which moves the funds outside the taxable estate, and there's no limit. You can do a billion dollar deal. So um, that's that's just um, that's the key. As long as it's now, the better question would be. Where and how can the funds be invested? Well, it's gotta be business purpose. You know, the IRS oh, doesn't want okay. you put into a primary home. That's 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 a, that's that's taxable. That's constructive receipt, it's actual receipt. Exactly. It's gotta be something that's gonna spur economic growth. The study right. of macroeconomics. Right. Right. If we can put more money into businesses and real estate into job creation, into stocks, that's gonna spur economic growth. It's gonna spur job creation, which is actually gonna spur more tax revenue. This mm-hmm. is why. They allow these legal tax loopholes.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's a pretty good deal. I mean, it uh, you indicated some fees and so forth there, uh, Brett, and it's really nominal compared to uh, what thirty percent, fifty percent of, uh, as you said, of a million dollars. You know, that's uh, a nominal fees actually.
1: You got it. We try to keep them
0: institutional. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So the um, the TST um, the DST. It can be used with any kind of entity, like an L- LLC or a corporation or?
1: Sorry, Ben, one, one more time on that.
0: The, uh, the, the Deferred Sales Trust, mm-hmm. how can it be used with any kind of entity?
1: Oh, yes. Great question. So it works for just about any type of entity, LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp. Okay. Living trust, individual. It works for just about any type of highly appreciated asset, cryptocurrency, primary home, um, investment real estate can save a failed 1031 right. exchange, businesses, land, carried interest. If it's subject to U.S. capital gains tax, we can defer it. There you
0: go. Wow. <clears throat> I think it's a good plan, yeah, personally, I really do. And uh, so what happens uh, upon my demise with the strategy?
1: Yes. Yeah, so with proper estate planning, the uh, remember you became the lender, so you have a All promissory right. note that's in yes. your name. That's owed to you. You would have that. That's an asset. You put that inside of your living trust, and then it right. could pass to your kids, and your kids can step into your shoes, and continue the tax deferral, continue the investments, continue the cash flow that pays them.
0: Hmm. My goodness. My goodness. No, I uh, I can see it. Um, um, that would be uh, quite a quite a benefit, I tell you, uh, compared to. Um, well, I'm thinking of a 1031 exchange. I mean, that's uh, it is a good uh, legacy building tool. But you know, I mean, yeah, uh, the way your plan, the T, the DST, is uh, you can get, of course, some interest payments along the way. Of course, you don't you don't have to opt for that. It can be completely deferred for many years. Correct?
1: Yeah, we do like to see some payments coming out within three to four years or so, and it could be a small okay. amount. It could be one or two percent, even if it's compounding at eight. You know, we do like to see yeah. some of it come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but yeah, for the most part, you can defer the majority of, for, for a very, very long time.
0: Yeah. Very good. Well, I appreciate all that information, Brett. I'll tell you what, now how can my audience reach out to you for some more information and maybe get involved with this, uh, this method of.
1: Yes. Thank you, Ben. Uh, they can sure. go to capital gains, tax uh-huh. They can search capital gains, tax solutions on YouTube. On Very iTunes, nice. you can subscribe to my channel there. Um, we are coming out with a book here in the next three to six months. So you can look for that as well. Um, and then, if you're a business professional, you know, financial advisor, commercial real sure. estate syndicator, luxury realtor, business broker, you can go to ExpertTaxSecrets.com. That's ExpertTaxSecrets.com, and you can learn how the deferred sales trust can help you add value and grow your business. There you go.
0: Very good. Well, I want to thank you for being on our show. Your lot and parcel today, Brett. And uh, I wish you the best. Okay. Thank you, Ben. It's been my pleasure. For you listeners, if you have a suggestion or a recommendation of a subject matter you want to discuss, please let me know at com. And now, if you would excuse me. This program has been produced by Isaac Diaz with music by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in this podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. For more information, please visit the website yourlotandparcel.com.